0: Hey guys. Welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number seven. This week on the episode um, I invited back Diletto. You guys might remember him from episode number three where we talked about his music, his music video, uh, mental health, just you know a very good conversation. Um, Opened a lot of eyes I believe for how to have those conversations and what they could do. Um, I do want to say, you know, on this episode, we we get pretty deep into mental health again. Um, this whole episode is actually about mental health around the holidays and, um, you know, mental health awareness around the holidays. So I I want to make it a point, and I said it at one point in the episode, but I want to make it a point to, you know, really be clear. Neither of us are licensed therapists or certified mental health um, professionals or anything like that. We are just two dudes that are very passionate about a topic. In this case, it's mental health and mental health awareness. And we just really want people to be more open, honest, clear, and help remove that stigma around mental health it is okay to not be okay. Not everybody's wired the same. Not everybody's going to feel the same. Not everybody's experienced the same stuff. It is okay to be sad, depressed, whatever. But there's also growth and healing that needs to happen. Um, I think it's super important, especially around the holidays, you know, For many people, it's the happiest time of the year, you know, you're around family and friends and all that, but at the same time, for a lot of people, it's also one of the most stressful and potentially, um, I don't like the the phrase triggering, but kind of triggering um, times of the year because it's easy to have that stress build up and cause your mental health to, to suffer because of it. So we talk, you know, in depth about it. Um, We want to be clear, again, not mental health experts, not, you know, licensed um, therapists or anything like that. But we hope that you'll be able to take away at least something from our conversations and uh, apply it to your own life, um, whether it's your friends or family or whatever, and really be able to start opening doors, removing that stigma, and letting people know, you know, it's okay. You're there for them. You're not judging them. It is a safe time. So let's jump into this conversation with, with Deletto. Um It's again, a completely raw, unedited, um, not chopping up the conversation or anything like that. Uh, you know, we were just two dudes having, having a great conversation with a few talking points. So here we go.
1: Hey, what's up, dude?
0: Hey, man, how's it going?
1: Ah, yeah, pretty good, you know, a little Sunday off before the holidays. Yeah, it's never a bad thing, right? Oh, God, no, this is so needed. Yeah. I am exhausted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I worked retail for, like, I don't know, 13, 14 years, so having any days off before a holiday was always just awesome. Yeah, I know, and, like, I just had the... Uh,
1: it's had a big show, so it's like, everything gearing up towards that, and then, like, the holidays, trying to get everything else together, where people are like, oh, a party and everything, and you're like, oh, my God, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I don't so, have time to party right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, how's everything
0: with you? Really good, man. Really good. Um, you know, working, obviously, way more than I want to, as far as uh, the day job, but other nah, than that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: No, that's, you know, I guess that's kind of the grind for now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's just something we have to deal with, and part of being an adult, I don't remember signing up for it, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, so, um, how did the show go, man?
1: Show is great. Um, Normally, and I will say this, normally, I do not talk highly about my stuff ever. It's (laughs) just something that I have to get over. I can't, like... It's that, that one thing, um, except for, like, it was show number two. It was, a, it was packed, um, which was crazy to see. Like, it was like, I just, you know, I remember looking out in the crowd at one moment and being like, oh, damn, I need to get one of those turnaround of the crowd pictures because, like, you know, this goes all the way back. Right. And I was like, man, this is insane. And uh, the energy and like, you know, there's like moments where I forgot lyrics and, you know, I'm messing yeah. up some guitar parts. And it's like, I, I don't even care because it was just like the energy and, and the vibe of the, uh, the show was, it was just like explosive. So it felt really, really good. It was like one of the, it's like, you know what it was? It was a reassuring moment for me to be like, oh damn, I have to continue doing this. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that—I mean, so, honestly, so, those those moments, like you said, are like where the energy overtakes everything. So, okay, I missed that that riff or whatever, but oh well, the energy's here, so I. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, wild.
1: I also know that I I desperately need to work out because <laughs> my whole body hurts from just that one forty-five minute performance. Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't plan what I'm gonna do. I don't, you know, go. Okay, well, I'm gonna pause here and, and talk about this. Um, I just let the night happen, and I move in weird ways sometimes. My body's just like, you're old. Stop doing that. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: yeah, I totally get that. I was uh, playing with nieces and nephews not too long ago, and the next day I'm like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> I twisted <laughs> weird or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it sucks. it's a small thing. <laughs> so yeah. I'm in, I'm in that same boat with you, man. I'm, I'm gonna start working out and whatnot, trying to, you know, do something to either limber up or, or whatever. So, gotta get that. Oh yeah, that I mean, it's something about, dude, sure. Like the,
1: the New Year, everybody, like, you get that New Year kick where everybody's like, I'm motivated, but like, it's that like maintaining that motivation, when it's like to keep you going. Um, and so for me, I'm honestly the opposite. When the new year comes around, I'm like, hey, eh, I'm going to wear a hoodie. Right. I'm going to eat garbage. I don't care. And then when it's like, all right, it's getting warmer out, I'm going to start working out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm kind of that same way. Like, winter months, I'm going to hibernate. I'm a bear. And then it starts getting warm. I'm like, man, putting on that extra weight was a terrible idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, it happens. So, um,
0: yeah, glad we got to do this again, you know, definitely uh think that we had some some good conversation last time, and it sounds like it uh hit home with some people, so when I kind of thought of doing this you know mental health around the holidays and and whatnot, I was like, "I got to talk to Chris, like this is going to be good."
1: <laughs> I mean, well thank you dude and, uh, and yeah, like uh, you know, there was people reaching out to me that uh I didn't even know we're tuning in, and uh, they, they gave such, you know, positive feedback, and, and just, you know, thanks the, the both of us for, you know, using this platform to be able to speak about this topic, because it really, it just needs as as, as much focus as possible.
0: Yeah, right. and I think, you know, speaking of the platform, um, like you said about the kind of um, having those reservations, you know, about your show and whatnot, that was kind of how I was with the podcast, I don't think we talked about this last time, but, you know, I. Like, I'd been thinking about doing a podcast for, like, a year and just never pulled the trigger, you know, self-doubt, whatever it was. And finally I was like, what the hell am I scared of? Like, I've been doing music and music journalism for, like, 14 years. I'll be fine. Like, just do it.
1: Yeah, dude, that's so important. That's something that, like, um, I mean... I feel like you're talking to uh, the king of self-doubt here (laughs) where, I mean, and you know what though, I'll say a a lot of that comes from the fact that you care so much about something and you want it to be great that, you know, that fear of putting something out there and having somebody kind of say, you know, like, oh, well, it wasn't that good. It like kind of takes all that motivation and, and, and energy away from you. And that's only, that's like, that's just within your own, you know, in your own head, and yeah. sitting in there, because it could be a dangerous place inside there,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, it stopped me from making music for so long, and, uh, you know, it's like, once you kind of accept the fact that it's like, look, understand growth, just do it, and it's like, actually do something that you might not even be that great at, you know, that's, the road to getting better at something. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that I'm going to be a huge advocate for, for anybody that's in the creative process, you know, anybody that wants to do anything. It's like, go ahead, man, like do that thing and do it poorly. Right. And, you know, it's a, I, I've, been, I've been saying this to people too. It's like, you know, go ahead, write a terrible song, write a song. And you might even feel like, oh, this is pretty cool, but take the negative feedback because you're only going to get better from that. I had that show the other night. And there was somebody that, that went to the show and I knew that person, uh, she came up to me and she was like, awesome job. And the first thing I said, it wasn't, thank you. Oh, I, I, I didn't just like, you know, shake my head, you know, just accept that for what it was. I was like, I want you to give me some critique right. about this when I see you. And, and she was like, oh no, definitely. I have a few things for you
0: Nice.
1: because in anything we do and even within like, you know, podcast stuff, yeah. um, and being able to, like, on the fly, interviews and things like that, it's, it, you know, it's a process. It gets better, you know, shows even that we watch, you know, season one. We're like, oh, great. Season two is even funnier. Right. So, you know, it, it takes it takes just doing it, um, you know, for you to kind of really perfect something. So, you know, hats off to you for even just taking the dive in.
0: Yeah, I I definitely appreciate that. And I think that's kind of where I was at was like, you know, even though I've done it for so long, I was like, but. But what's it going to be like in a podcast? You know, like I've done interviews forever, but what's it going to be like in a podcast and whatnot? And finally, it just it clicked. Like I said, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like it's the same as doing a normal interview. I'm just not typing the damn thing out. Like so yeah, I feel like can... that would be
1: a lot easier. Oh, it,
0: it's time consuming wise. It's much much simpler to do this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so. it, it was insane. And then like I said, I you know, I told you I reached out to um to Shane Told of Silverstein, who I've interviewed in the past and whatnot, and I wouldn't say we're friends by any stretch of the imagination, just a contact mm-hmm. that I have, you know, and I was like, Hey man, uh you do this thing, I kinda do this thing, you know, what do you what do you suggest? And he kicked back with, you know, this um FaceTime audio and stuff like that, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. Like, yeah. so you know, and I, how cool is it of him to to just throw that out there? Someone that you know, I don't know your exact background, but I've been listening to them for twenty fucking years at this point. Yeah,
1: <laughs> when you said that band, I was like, oh, who does Josh know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know no, a but, lot of people. Apparently,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome, though, man. I mean, like, it, it's cool that like. You know, it just goes to show that the longer you do this, the more connections that you'll have. And yeah. then, you know, your resources grow and, you know, things become a little bit easier. And, and for me, it's like sometimes it's a, you're afraid to, to make that, that jump, make that phone call and reach out to that person. Um, but sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. And, you know, like the success that you have. So I'm sure the feeling you got um, when mm. we did the, the uh, one podcast, uh, you know, must have felt at least pretty reward, uh, rewarding yeah for the fact that you were able to you know talk about something on such a deep level that and and i feel like you know with it in writing form nowadays people can only read so much when they have the time right because you know there's a lot of people out there that have stopped like they're like hey, i've listened to a lot of music i just want to listen to something else and talk radio that used to be the big thing, but now people have podcasts and they yeah. have this that they can just find and throw on. So it's a, you know, I feel like it's, it's important for you to continue doing this.
0: Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason I decided to, to do it as well is like, like you said, you know, everybody commutes and whatnot nowadays. So how much time do they have to sit at their, their desk or their computer or whatever and read my interview versus throwing it on during their 30 minute drive to work that they have nothing better to do anyway. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, kind of, we went back and forth a little bit, um, over the last week or whatever with some ideas and, and whatnot. And, um, last night we kind of nailed down a few of the, the talking points. So I'll throw those out and then we'll just kind of dive in and, and, you know, um, hopefully have a great conversation and, and be able to, to continue what we were doing before, which I think is pretty much going to happen. No problem. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we talked about, um, some of the the points that we wanted to hit on is like the importance of understanding, um, you know, truly understanding someone's situation and and why things happen and things like that. Um, the importance of words. I sent you that you know Facebook post from a while back about you know yeah. how we use the words to describe you know how we're dealing and things. Um, checkup messages, being honest with you know checking on your friends, things like that, and then seasonal depression, which you know. I think sometimes gets made fun of because people just assume that it's not a real thing. Like, well, of course oh, you're dude, you're sad, but
1: I I am I one I am one hundred percent to blame on that, that front. It wasn't <laughs> until uh, my girlfriend that you know she she was going to school for psychology uh, a while back, and uh, she kind of opened my mind a little bit towards it uh, and what it actually is. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's good. It'd be good to you know kind of. Define that for, for those that are just like, well, we get sad because it's a it's December
0: right. or it's
1: January. It's like what do I even mean? Because I mean this stuff, mental health in itself, it's just so complex that there's so many differing factors to it, and you know, to touch on on the importance of understanding, it's you know, I just feel like for you know for today's. Standards. I think we're getting better, but, you know, it's so easy for people to be like, eh, but I, I, I know. You know, it's, it's everybody's kind of stuck in that, that one-track mindset where, you know, you, you feel like you have to defend your, your stance on something and, and, you know, your knowledge towards something. So we don't really open ourselves up to listen to the other person. And mental health is not a, a side to be arguing on. And it's something that actually happens, where yeah. people start talking about it. I mean, when when someone takes their own life, you hear so many different versions of of what happened and why, and and it's something that you know I don't think we need to start to define. We we need to just start to understand. Yeah, it's a huge difference.
0: Yeah, and I think you know that's kind of to, to touch on that is you know. Uh, we both have a story to tell with this, but, um, you know, when, when my story happened, I was getting from friends and family and, and I think family's the scarier one, but like so many different versions of what they thought my brother was like. And it's like, well, how, you know what I mean? Like what, why as a family did we see him so much differently and nobody saw the, the writing on the wall or whatever. So, um, yeah, so, you know, the importance of understanding, um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on my story real quick and then we can talk about that and then go into to the story that you were telling me um, as well. So basically, my brother, uh, as long as I can remember, you know, battled mental health issues and addiction and things like that. And obviously it was hard as a kid um, to see him go through that, but at the same time as a kid... I didn't really understand it you know so I didn't know how to help when we were younger Um, as we got older we we started you know we lost touch for a little while because of of that his addiction especially and then got back together you know and and to the point where like just those random text messages hey man I'm proud of you or whatever Um, things like that to to just make sure that we knew that we were there for each other Long story short, on it uh, is basically you know he started slipping again and uh, got into a fight with his wife and
1: was and an, sorry, sorry to you off. Was there was there drug use that was in play? Uh,
0: at one point in time, for sure. I don't know about the most recently. Um, I, I know at one point like it was just weed. I don't know how much. You know, beyond that, it ever got. I believe there. Oh, okay, yeah, drugs. he wasn't. He,
1: he wasn't like uh, you know, heavily self medicating with like you know, any pills. No, or any no, nothing. Or any, okay,
0: nothing like that, that that any of us have been aware of. But, you know, if he was, he hid that extremely well, and I, I really don't think just by the the type of person that I believe he was and that I saw, I don't think that was a a factor at all. But okay. um, you know, he fell into alcoholism. A few times and things like that, so you know that can be crazy depressive as well. Um, you know. Well,
1: yeah, I mean substance abuse it, it can tie directly, directly into this. So, right. I mean, I told you, I, I understand on that front.
0: Yeah. So, um, basically, again, him and his wife kind of were in an argument of some sort, and she. You know closed herself in in the bedroom and I don't blame her by any means, you know, like her and I are still very close Um, My niece and or sorry my nieces are very close and things like that, but um, You know he he decided that was the way out, you know, that was going to make everything better Um, And I truly believe in his mind. It wasn't so much The thing that pisses me off that a lot of people say is oh suicide is selfish Suicide, in my mind, is one of the most selfless acts that people commit because they truly believe in that moment that that's fixing the problems. They're trying to take them out of the equation in that if I go away, then it fixes everything else. And I'm not justifying or condoning suicide by any means. I mean, you and I have had that talk. That's not the answer by any stretch. But I can understand the, the thought process. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and you know, I mean, not to dive so deep into the situation, yeah. um, but uh, was he in, he was in an argument, mm-hmm. um, and then his solution to that argument after he wasn't, you know, after however things played out, um, that's when he decided, Correct. you know, this was going to be the best course.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, man, it's just like, um, we're not gonna derive and, and uh, just right. kind of no, slip fine. away from from your story, but um, it's just the the story that I'll be telling in a, in a minute. It, it, it's it's very close to that, but you know, the idea of that 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 selfishness and and it can be totally misinterpreted too. And and um, his his wife for that, you know, to happen. It's, it's like, you know, how much control of a situation do you really have? And that's, that, that people can misinterpret easily. Cause it's like, well, you know, how, how could he do that to her? Right. You know? And, and I think that's, that's the thing that, that people, it's, it's easy to do that. It's so easy to do that. How could that person do that to someone else? When it's like, well, this is the time to actually not look at the other person and look at what they did and why they did that. Yeah, you know, the the the, the right questions have to be asked, and and that's when you know you you reach that level of understanding a little bit more. And some people, some people just won't understand. And that's okay right that's totally okay to be like well i don't get it i wouldn't do that and it's like well yeah i mean you wouldn't do a lot of things but you might understand like in the most simple of form right mm-hmm. I, i'm not a huge fan of country music
0: right <laughs> right
1: not a huge fan of country music but for the people that want to enjoy and listen to it then that's that's fine like i, I get it like you you that's what you prefer now taking it into a completely darker aspect and realm of just trying to get people to understand a little bit more, it's like you might not you're not gonna get inside somebody else's head like that. You're not going to. And you can't start throwing blame around everywhere else. You have to understand the situation. Because you're not really gonna understand the person because you can't be inside that person's head. Right. It's it's close to impossible. So you have to know the situation as much as possible. And try to make sure that stuff like that for the future you know we can try to come close to preventing it by seeing some of the signs and and not saying that anybody was really at fault you can't really put yourself in a situation for somebody else's actions and that goes through for everything if somebody is is a drug addict or an alcoholic in the family you're not the one that's feeding them the drugs however there is a word and that word is enabling right and that's something that we just have to be more aware of it's understanding that there's certain things that we can do that's preventative that might prevent that person from thinking those dark thoughts that might prevent that person from picking up a bottle and drinking it's it's all of those little things so i mean i know i don't i don't know um the situation as well and i really hope that you know um, your niece, is it a niece or a nephew? Yeah. Is it two nieces? Two nieces. Yeah. So how, how are they currently?
0: Um, I mean, obviously it's been a little over a year now, uh, about a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. they're, I, they've made their peace with it. Obviously it's never going to be fine. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, because I mean, of the situation. I, mean, I
1: totally
0: understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, like it, in a way, it kind of brought me and and one of his daughters a little closer, um, you know. So, growing up, my brother and I always, still to this day, I love Blink One Eighty Two, you know, and that was one yeah. of his favorite bands. <laughs> and then he had promised her that when they came on tour around us, he was going to take her. Well, he never got the chance to do that, you know. He he had um, committed suicide before that happened, and then that following year, um, Blink announced a tour that tour with a uh, little wayne and i was like cool i know what i'm doing so you know I, I made sure that her and i did the the vip so we were there for sound check to see them and just a, as much as we could do you know what i mean and i think yeah, that, and that that helped a lot with some of it for her because they mm. played some of our favorite songs some of their favorite songs and i think that helped give a little bit of closure and peace to her um that she was able to see someone that resonated so much with both of them
1: and I think that's that that's awesome because it, it's it's something that you know we for you to be able to step you know inside that realm just a little bit to be like okay well there's a piece missing here how can I make sure that as much as it's gone what can I do to make sure that it feels like there's something holding this together now because with something like suicide the depression doesn't end when that person ends their life.
0: Right.
1: It can continue on through other people, and especially in a family. Yeah. Especially in a family. So to, to, to know that and to, you know, see that full spectrum and understand that you, like, you know, the daughter, or uh, his daughter and your, your niece, you know, you've made that connection. And it's like, okay, well you're gonna be there for that person and maybe even a little bit better and you're gonna understand a little bit more now than you would have in the past. Yeah. yeah. So as much as we, we, we look at these moments and we, we play we play out the bad parts so often and we can repeat them and repeat them. It's at a certain point, you know, where you go, Okay, well how are we gonna move forward from here? What are we gonna do now to make sure that everything is okay? And that's totally part of it. You know, so that, I think that's a really awesome move on your end.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, it was one of those things that at the funeral, um, you know, when I said my piece to him, um, I didn't get up and speak because, quite honestly, I couldn't. But, um, you know, yeah, I, no, it's understandable. when when I said my piece to him, kind of one of the, the things, the promises I made, I said, you know, we're we're going to lay you down to rest, but, you know, I'm going to pick up the pieces. I'm going to help carry your family forward because... I didn't want them to slip, you know, like, obviously, they're going to fall some, but they didn't deserve to to fall entirely, you know what I mean, like, they, they don't deserve to have to be completely lost or forgotten about or whatever, just because they're by marriage, you know, or whatever, so, you know, that was kind of one of my big things, is that, you know even though he's not here, I'm going to do what I can. Like, obviously, I'm never going to fill the void of of him and, and being a father, necessarily. But in those instances where, you know, the, the youngest niece runs track and whatnot, and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to some of the track meets. Like, I'm going to be there to do some of that supporting that, that she's not been able to get here over the last year and a half or whatever. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my story. And, you know, I go back to um, one of my uncles after um, at the funeral, as a matter of fact, came up to me and he's like, you know, I, I never saw your brother like that. I I never would have guessed that that would have happened or I, I don't understand why he would have went that way. And I'm like, OK, but he's battled depression forever. You know, like we've all been there. We've all seen it. So did you not want to see it? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the thing, is it's easier to hide from it. And going back to, your, like, your, your comment on enabling, I kind of break it out into two different forms as well. There's active enabling, so you're out, you're buying them the alcohol, the drugs, whatever, and helping or partaking. And then there's the passive, where, yeah, you, you may not condone it necessarily, but you're not doing anything to help stop it or to help change that behavior, you're yeah, that's a big one. Eye. And I think that's the probably the more prevalent of them is, well, I know that they do this, but that's not really my place.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I, you know, I feel like we all get into situations so often where you might hear someone say something, and you might just like, oh, that's kind of a red flag. That was a weird thing that that person just said, but <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let them take care of that, because I am not about to open up that can of worms. Right. You know, like there's that feeling of just being like, ah, that guy has got some issues. I'm going to walk in the other room. Yeah. And that's it. And that's all you got to do yeah. because it's so much easier to walk away. Exactly. Because it's everybody I feel, you know, we, we've built this wall uh, around ourselves and, you know, that just, it, I feel like it's the motions that we go through and, you know, especially During the holiday season, we even just, we talked about earlier how how busy we can be and how busy things are that we start to build those excuses as to, it's like, well, it makes sense that I wouldn't talk to that person because I have to take care of this and I got to do that. Like, what am I going to do? get into an hour conversation with this guy just to hear how sad he is. Right.
0: You
1: know, and that's a thought process. And like, it's like, well, it's not about hearing how sad somebody is or, or, you know, sitting there and listening to a sob story. It's about being there for somebody to help them heal a little bit and feel better. Right. So, I mean, I, I, for something like suicide, I'm sure, you know, there's moments, and especially with your uncle, where it's just like, well, I didn't, I didn't see it. And it's like, yeah, but how often did you go to, to try to talk to this person right. and to understand? Because it's so easy. And when you're not in someone's life as much, I don't know how much your uncle was around uh, your brother um, you know somebody with depression, the amount of people that we see that that have, are so depressed and and have those dark moments they're they're gonna do their best to try to keep it to themselves yeah you have to be around that person you know uh, I'd say a pretty frequent amount of time to for certain people certain people right where you start to see the masks that they wear because if you're especially something like where you see relatives just for the holidays, somebody that's depressed is going to try to put on their party mask. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, hey, no, I'm I'm good, and that's it. There's a, hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. All right, cool. I'm gonna go eat this cracker. Right. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the extent of the conversation. So, it's it's difficult, and it's so it's so difficult to. You know, it's it's not like I'm sitting here saying, well, get to know every single person and you need to talk to everybody on a deep level. It, it's not that. It's, you know, the fact that your uncle came in and, and had those questions, it's like, well, here's the thing. Dive a little deeper into what depression is and what depression looks like so you can just be more aware in those moments and you can be just a little more open.
0: Right, right. And it, it's one of those things, even if... so. We'll use my example, and I don't, you know, have bad feelings towards my uncle or anything like that, you know, like, it, I get it, but yeah. it's one of those things, like, if that, if you notice the red flags, and you're like, man, I'm not close enough to him, he's not gonna talk to me about it, whatever, that's still okay, tell somebody else, like, hey, this comment came up, you're a little closer, you know, like, is that normal, or, you know what I mean, And and... Bring somebody else into the, the picture to some extent. Obviously, you don't want it, like, to make that person feel like you're just running and telling their business about everything. But at the same time, like, if you see that red flag and you're like, man, you know, I don't hang out with Chris enough. I don't know if that's normal. But I know this guy does and we're friends. Hey, man, Chris said this to me the other day. Like, how does, you know, How's that go? And maybe that's enough for that person to be like, no, that's out of the blue, like that's total random or whatever. And maybe they'll, you know, start a conversation as well. Like it doesn't have to just be one on one and where you know what I mean. Like where, well, you saw it, so you're the only one that can say anything about it. Well, no, I mean we're all in this this fight of life together, this <laughs> the human race type of deal. Like, so let's yeah. let's be together.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I think that's just it. It's it's a community aspect, you know, it's it's family is is an easier target to be like, you know, I mean, everybody has everybody has their own family things that they want to kind of sweep under the rug and they mm-hmm. don't want to bring out to the rest of the family for everybody to speak about. And it's like, well, oh, now, you know, this and, you know, there's there's, you know, things that go on every day that people try to just keep to themselves, which it can be a problem and it has to like, you know, if you know the right person to talk to about it, to get to that one person that's going through something, you know, especially in your case, um, it, it that's all, that's, that's really all it takes, you know, like is, is just that, that openness and that awareness. I mean, I, you know, everybody's talks about, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays, and it's like, I'd be around my family. And it has like a lot of this negative connotation towards it, And I feel like that's so much easier to kind of build off of and talk about because – I don't know, man. It's something about negativity that that kind of just – you can wear that easier and people can just kind of like rather than walking around being like, oh, no, dude, like my family's the best – you know, we talk about stuff, we're open about everything. If you were to literally walk into a room full of people and be like, No, my family's like, We are open about everything. We talk about everything. That would that guy's the odd man out.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And I don't know, it's it's and I don't have the answers for it. I definitely don't as to like, you know, what causes that? I'm sure there's somebody that can listen to this that can give more perspective on the idea of, of just, you know, being able to share the, the clo- how closed off you are easier and, you know, being less present yeah. than, you know, being able to just sit with everyone and, and hear certain things. And I know that I've been in situations where it's like, dude, no, don't, t- don't mention that. Because I'm very open. I'm super open. I, I talk about things in front of people that they're like, wait, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, like this happened to me not so long ago. Where, you know, because I mentioned this one thing, one of my friends who didn't know anything about, you know, my past or what I've went through was like, wait, what? And then I told, I just, I unloaded my story right, or some of it, you know? And he was just like, oh, I, I didn't know any of that. And, and I was like, well, here's the thing. I'm not telling you a sad story. I'm I'm telling you, like, I might be telling you, like, the sad things that happened to me, but my story's not a sad story because of the way that I get to express it right now. Right. That stuff happened. It did. But I had the support. I had people that I could go to and talk to. And the people that actually would even go, hey, is Chris okay? And to the right person, that would then be like, all right, let me check up on him. Right. That's so important. That you could just go to the person that's that you know is able to have that conversation and be like, hey, I just heard Chris say something like this, or I heard someone say this. Uh, I know you got you have a, a, a better connection. I don't know if you just want to be like, yo, yeah, what's what's up with that? Because I will say this: it is very important to be able to have the right conversation. Because even if you think you're having the conversation, that's like, oh well, I got through to this person today they might just be going through the emotions to appease you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and you might not know that because it's so, like I said, this mental health and the, this the human mind is just so complex. Every single person has a different set way of thinking and their own unique way of thinking, which I think is so important because some people think that it's like, well, how am I any different? But every single person is absolutely different, so unique in thinking that they're going to hear some of this and you can have 20, 50 different perspectives on what we're saying. Some people can battle it and say, you guys are super wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. Other people can be like, thank you so much. I actually found now the right way to handle a situation that I'm currently in because I know how to have that conversation. The thing is, we're not going to know until we start to do the work to understand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to jump into your story here in just a second, but I think it's important. I'll put this in uh, the intro to this episode, too, and I put it on our my post about uh, us having this conversation. We are not licensed health uh, professionals by any stretch. We're just two dudes that, like, honestly care and, you know, want that stigma around mental health gone. And I think it's important for people to know, like like you've said a, a few times in the last interview and, and now today, like... We may not have the answers, but we're hoping to to ask the questions that get people to look into it, you know. So, again, I just wanted to make sure people understand we're not, you know, licensed therapists or anything like that. We just, we want to bring to light the issues and, you know, hopefully make those connections with people that, like you've said and I've said both, that at least ask the questions. Do a little research and see what we can find, so...
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That's, yeah. I mean, that, that's so important to me because, I, you know, when you're super passionate about something, you know, it, it comes across a certain way. And, you know, this is, a, this is just perspective. And I'm passionate about it on this level. And you might have somebody that's passionate about this topic on a completely different front that you might not agree with and uh that's how the arguments start right and it's like sometimes you know as as much as you need you need to let your your passion kind of drive you but in a sense don't let it completely define you because then people are gonna be like well he only thinks this way and you can't really have a conversation with that person (laughs) but uh you know so my passion drives me to be open about this and to be able to talk to people about it um but so i i do want to i did want to mention this because this This is a story that it just happened Uh, man. I I think it was, I want to say it was less than a week ago. Um, So, I mean, as as much as that is, I don't know the exact date, but it was absolutely less than a week ago. Um, There was uh, a a father and his two sons. Um, This just happened about, I want to say five minutes driving distance from my house it happened two blocks away from my dad's restaurant. Um, it was in a town, uh, right next to me. And his father and his two sons were, were just in his jewelry store. And uh, they, they got into an argument, just a, a simple argument. I mean, you know, something, and, and I say a simple argument, but obviously it's, it's more than that. But there was an argument that happened and this argument led them outside. And, uh, the father and, and this, the, his one son were arguing with the other son, and the solution that happened in that argument was the one son had pulled a gun out, and he had turned it on himself, and he had fired, and he had killed himself. Yeah. And it is, I mean, that is, it's, it's so heavy on so many levels. But this story, and the reason why I bring it up, is because of the response that I heard. Now, this happened. My area—I live in the Bergen County area in New Jersey, which it's it's really one of the safest places, uh, you know, on on the American, the North American map. It's right. it's, it's so, you know, the the crime rate right here it's it's really not prominent at all. This is one of those, you know, you say one of those small towns. Cops don't even fire their guns in, in these towns. And you had something like this happen, so everybody's talking about it. And the way that people are talking about it, I, I just, you know, it's it's kind of tough. You, I end up having these conversations with people, and I've had multiple, multiple conversations with people surrounding it. And, you know, at some point, I get exhausted because, you know, you have this story where... I told you the story the way that I just expressed it, right? Right. But I have heard this story where I just expressed it that way. Somebody's like, yo, some dude just shot himself in front of his, his dad uh, and his brother. That's ridiculous. And it's just like, oh, boy, here we go. Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's like, well, I mean, do you know what happened? and you know we're not going to that's the whole thing is i mean something that we have stated or something that i had stated in a previous podcast was how this happened and now everybody's talking about it and you know to not to jump back into self-promote i don't mean this at all but I, do you know how hard i've been trying to have this conversation with the, the most recent music video that i put out it's been tough. It's yeah. it's been weighing on me because the response that I'm trying to get, I'm I'm still working and I'm going to continue pushing for it, but it, it's it's not. I'm not getting the responses that that I have been, you know, measuring up to. Mm-hmm. And I, something that happens like this, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about suicide. Yeah. But everybody's talking it as a hit piece, as almost like. Vocal clickbait,
0: yeah,
1: and that is like, and that's where it starts and ends, because the that vocal clickbait is, yo, some dude just shot himself in front of his father and and his brother, outside of of this jewelry place in Westwood, which I won't name, um, but that's and people go like, oh damn, yo, that's crazy, like he killed himself in front of his family. And it's like, yeah. And they're like, yo, that that guy, right? Yeah. And right. Think, they, they say this. They say, that guy, what a selfish, what a coward move to do to put his, and his father and his brother in that situation. And, look, you can argue that. Right. You totally can argue that. That it's like, man, for you to, to, to do that, It's you're affecting somebody so, so obviously directly that that is not the right answer at all to ever do something like that ever, you know, especially in front of people like that. But here's the thing, and this is what people miss. Now, I explained my town and how little crime there is. There's no reason for a guy to bring a gun with him anywhere like that. And it's, frankly, I think around this area, there's no there's no carry license. If you're carrying a gun on you, that's illegal. Right. So this guy carried a gun with him to a jewelry store with his family. Now, that alone, I mean, so, and you know what? I'm not even going to continue my perspective. That story alone, what does that, Where? what do you get out of that?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> it it directs you towards there was a reason that he had the gun. He, he's either already made that decision that depending on how the next few days go or whatever, that's his, his answer. Um, but I think the, the big thing for me that I noticed in your story, like you said, you know, verbal clickbait is, as a society, I think we do this way too often, intentionally leaving out the details so that you get the reaction that you want. They don't want to talk yeah. about the suicide. They just want to talk about how crazy it is that somebody did that, you know? Like, they don't want to get into the the depth of, like you said initially, like, for what we know, it was a basic argument. Mm-hmm. But how long had that argument been going on? Like, what was that family dynamic like in the background? Was there, you know what I mean? How much more to that story is there? We'll never know, you know, because we're not a part of it like that. But I think it's, it's to me, the you know, with you talking about how little crime rate there is, um, no real, like, uh, concealed carry permits or anything like that. Like, the question that immediately comes to mind, and, and I'm not anti-gun by any any means, but why did he have it? You know, like, was it self-defense? Was it for this purpose? How long had he had? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's more driving factors in that to me.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it. I think... As far as the conversation goes, you know, this is something that you don't want to have to have the conversation about, but the unfortunate thing is this happened. Mm-hmm. So what now? And and it sucks because we have to share somebody else's tragic, tragic moment that will affect them for the rest of their lives. But sometimes people, we, we or, you know, we do, or people need to kind of gravitate towards this. So that way we go, okay, well there's a problem, there's an underlying problem here, this isn't the only person in the world that's gonna s- do something like this, or think about doing something like this yeah. so it's like, how do we how do we stop it from getting to that point and, you know, I mean, for the, the father and for the son I'm, you know, I don't know, I can't have those answers to be like, well what what did they say afterwards, were they like you know, it's not my position or my place to start putting emotions into other people's, you know mouths or feelings or however they feel, I'm I'm not going to project my emotions onto somebody else. And that's why I think when people immediately go towards that, well, that was so selfish, that was was a coward's move, it's like, you know, even if there is some truth behind that, you have to understand as a person, that guy's different from you, man. You might not think that because you were in a completely different situation than that person. And if you were to be put in that person's shoes, what would you do? Here's the answer. You don't know because right. you'll never be put in that person's shoes. So what you can do is at least do a little bit of research and try to understand a little bit more. Right. It's and not. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Well, I mean, it's just not. It's it's I don't think it's really, you know, something that, you know, It's. I'd say conducive or, you know, it's not something that we should really be projecting in, in any sense of like, okay, well, let's, let's see what I would do or how I would handle this. Or, you know, we shouldn't really jump to those particular situations to be like, okay, well, I'm, I well if I was in there, it's like, well, that's not it, man. I mean, cause you're not that person. So right. we have to kind of look at it as a whole and be like, okay, well, what, what is it that maybe one of his friends could have done differently, yeah. you know, and now just bring that back to you. And just bring it. Like, what are you doing right now with you, the people that you know, the people that you're around, that can help a situation that you know you might not even have a full understanding of? But now that you know that you can take certain steps, that's all that matters. Is you need to understand this on on just a just a little bit of a deeper level that you know this this single mindset of like, well me by the way that I feel oh, okay well that's that I'm gonna def- I'm gonna define this indefinitely and just leave it alone yeah. you know we, we can't we cannot do those things <laughs> we cannot take these moments and try to put a pin on it and be like well it was this because you can write an article on it and people are gonna read about it in the paper and then that's the only information that they're gonna obtain I don't think anybody really does take the time to open the conversation a little bit uh, and I mean, if you're going to totally jump in on this, because I'm about to go into something a little bit deeper now.
0: <clears throat> well, basically what I was going to say too is, you know, when you have those conversations where you're, you're making assumptions about those people and, you know, I can't believe they would do this, how selfish, or whatever, what people I think a lot of times don't take into consideration as well are the people that they left behind. So like now, the dad and the other, the, the brother kind of have the stigma that floats around them this whole time now, too. So, like, are they getting different looks from, from neighbors and stuff? Because it's like, oh, that that happened. Instead of, you know, kind of black-sheeping them, if you will, are we reaching out to those that are left behind going, hey, you know, that really sucked. Obviously, they need their time to grieve, but, you know, that <clears throat> really sucked. What can we do to help you? Like, is there anything that I can do? Do you need so- You know what I mean? Like, because we talked about it in the last one where it can that kind of depression and mindset tends to spiral and it you know transfers over to the next person in a sense so you know what's the dad's mindset like what's the brothers mindset like right now yeah do they have people that are reaching out to them saying hey you know if you need to talk if you need anything you let us know and and we don't know because obviously that's not the situation we're in but I think that's super important because people are so quick to talk about the one that committed the act but are so f- slow or lack thereof to follow up with the ones left behind.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's so easy to, you know, just give them that, that, that quick, like, hey, I'm sorry for your loss and, and keep it moving, and I think that's, you know, it's that's what we're built in to do a lot of people, you know, I think, honestly, I think my dad, uh, he was the one he kept saying to me, he's like, you know, that I, I'm sorry for your loss phrase. He's like, I, I just can't stand it. And I was like, why? And he's like, it's just what you say, because what else do you say? He's like, I'd rather you tell me you have no words for me in this situation to connect with me personally then use somebody else's words, because that's what you were taught to do. Yeah. And mm. I think that's, you know, that's something that we have to, we can totally understand better if we work to get away from things like that, is the, um, you know, thoughts and prayers, and I'm sorry for your loss, and, you know, it's those things that we were taught, this is how we react, where it's like, well, no, do a little bit more work on understanding and and you know even if even if you truly don't know how to feel then you can express that and somebody should like if you walked up to me and said i don't i don't really know what to say in this situation it's like exactly right? because what do you say in a situation like this it's like all we can do is work all we can do is work to be better and that's it
0: yeah and I'm going to make a little bit of light of that type of thing where, like, you don't know what to do. It's just, like, whatever the tradition is or whatever, you know, regardless of what, you know, if it's suicide or whatever. Anytime there's a death, the first thing people do are, like you said, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, all that. And then magically food shows up at your door. And it's like, okay, great, thanks for the casserole or whatever, Susie, but I need to talk, you know, like... Everybody's so quick to just drop off food items and, and whatever, and it's like, do you need time with me? You know what I mean? Like, it, here's some food. Sorry for your loss. Bye. Versus like, hey, I brought dinner over. Let's, let's just chill. You know, like we've talked about before, just being there for someone and being aware and being in the moment with them is going to be so much more important than just the, hey, I'm really sorry for your loss and move on.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a good good time to kind of talk about the um you know, just the check-up messages and and what what we can do because we talked a lot about understanding and like how do you understand when you don't, right? Like how what what are the steps that you need to take? And that's where it's like, well, this is something that you can actually go out and if you don't understand and don't know, just like anything that you would do. You know, there's Things all over the place. You have the internet that exists. You have libraries you can go and you, when you don't know something, you go and you figure it out. You go and you learn. And that's where it's, this is stuff that you can now go and learn. And there are things that you can do and things you can say that work a little bit better than, you know, just what everybody else is doing. Because you have to find out what works best for you. Yeah. And and use that. Because look, anytime you're just, Disingenuous, you're not genuine at all it's it's gonna come you're just gonna come across as, as an empty person to, to whoever needs you
0: yeah and I think you know you you nailed it with the internet especially nowadays I mean it takes what 10 seconds to ask Siri mm-hmm. or Google hey what's the definition of this or like whatever you know your your term is there's never been a time in human history that information has been more accessible
1: yeah i mean we do have to be careful in this right right you have to
0: look at the right places yes Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, and i will say this and and, you know the the right places there is something that you can search and that is um something i just learned within doing this and that is evidence-based facts yeah if you google evidence-based facts around depression and suicide you're going to get the research that someone has already done for you. I mean, you're not out there in the field doing the work, checking up on these people and writing studies. All you have to do is, in your home, search evidence-based facts around depression and suicide and take a moment just to look at it because there's going to be something there that you might go, oh, you know what, that's a little bit better way of, of, of handling this or, oh, I didn't know that You know, somebody might who's depressed they might do something completely different to not seem depressed. Right. Right. So it just opens up your world a little bit and you'll be able to have those conversations and you'll be able to check up on somebody just uh, with, you know, a little bit more clarity for yourself and for them to be able to connect a little bit deeper yeah. and, and, you know, don't on that with those, with those checkup uh, messages and, and being able to see it if somebody is okay. I mean, first and foremost, and I totally want to get, you know, your side on this and, and hear what you have to say on this. But I think, um, you know, with those checkup messages, I think the, the number one thing for myself, this is just a personal opinion, I think the number one thing for myself is not being afraid. Yeah. I think we need to just, you know, those checkup messages, we have to kind of just be like, okay, cool, understand what's going on, understand where you're coming from. That's a huge, you know, all time directly into this. Um, and why you want to reach out, but you know, like you can't be afraid to do that. You cannot be afraid to take that, that next step and, and talk and, and maybe pry, which people might think they're doing. They might, well, I don't want to pry. It's like, well, sometimes you're going to have to do something that you might feel is uncomfortable for yourself which and might even be uncomfortable for that person so you reach that level of comfort. Yeah. And that's the thing. People People that are in those moments are already uncomfortable. And I'm not saying go out there and make people feel uncomfortable. It's about going out there and making everybody comfortable and not being afraid and prying in any type of way. You know, the way that you feel is best. It might not even be a checkup message like you mentioned before that you're doing directly that person it might just be like hey can you do me a favor and can you just check on this person for me
0: yeah yeah and I think kind of my perspective on that's similar to yours you know you have to ask those questions send those messages whether it's you or or going through you know someone else Um, one of the things I've posted about in the past is you have to be honest with those messages too not just a, hey, how are you, just because that's what I'm supposed to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you say the words, you, you need to truly mean it. And, like, you're probably going to get, yeah, I'm fine, or, you know, oh, I'm here, whatever, you know, and just brush it off. But don't be afraid to send that follow-up message of, cool, well, you know, I just, I was a little worried about you. You said this the other day, I wanted to make sure. Or something like that where they know that you're paying attention And that you are actually invested in care. Um, One thing that I've done in the the past, and it's not going to work for everybody, but kind of to help build that trust so that they don't feel like you're always dangling something over them or whatever their fear is, is I've taken it to where I've asked that question. They're like kind of on the fence. They don't really want to say much cool, well, let me tell you my story or, you know, let me tell you a story about this that I experienced and give them something too so that they understand that you're not judging them. This is a relatable topic for you or whatever. And that, you know, I think helped in my particular situation. I told part of a story. I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I dealt with when this happened. And, you know, I I just wanted you to be aware that I, I know a little bit about a similar situation or whatever, and then that person ended up opening up and telling me about their situation. So I think, you know, there are definitely ways to do it. You have to be vulnerable and uncomfortable, like you said, in order to make them comfortable and, and be willing to, to trust you and, and have those honest conversations.
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's super important and that trust aspect. And, and I think what you just said might be one of the most important things thus far is being open... Um, and being able to share what you've gone through, um, you know, if I'm if I'm ever going to offer therapy as a solution for somebody else, like, you know, for sure, I'm going to start with, this is how therapy has changed things for me, because that's a real story. That is something I wear so proud. And I actually contacted my therapist not so long ago, um, and we had a great conversation. And like, he was just somebody that, you know, forever, forever is in my storybook as somebody who changed my life. And it's something that I'm so proud of. And it's not like, oh, well, I could not do it on my own. It's like, no, what, whatever, man. Like, you don't do anything on your own, really. You have to go to school and you have to learn stuff. This whole tough guy attitude that I see in some people, it's like, wh- where did that come from? Because you're not handling anything on your own, we live by the support of other people. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't go into a restaurant and start making your own food because you deal with things on your own. Yeah. Uh, so, I- for, for me, I would definitely. I, and and I even before um, when I when I shared my just a little piece of my story to to somebody else, they were just like, "Wait, what?" And then it was like, "Well, yeah, I went through some things too." And it's like, "Of course you did, man." Because we're here, and that's what happens. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I I think that's kind of the the thing, too, is, like you said, nobody goes through it alone. Like, the the tough guy attitude, or I think what a lot of people see therapy as is a weakness. Well, you have to go to a therapist and talk, like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, nothing. Well, a lot of things, but nothing is wrong about talking about it. Nothing is wrong about trying to figure out how to become a better person for myself or to be a healthier person or to to cope with these things. You know, like we've said multiple times about this, but it goes about anything. We don't have all the answers, but we have the questions, you know, and I think that's the importance is there's always going to be I don't care who you are. There is always going to be somebody smarter about a topic than you period
1: yes thank you thank you thank you absolutely even within this conversation right now you know there's somebody that's going to be able to offer more insight what I'm hoping that we can do is really is raise those questions and have people kind of be like well and then if, if it's just well then that's cool because it's like alright then figure out you, that the rest of what you're about to say figure out what it is if it's a question find the answer right and that's it but I think you know for and just talking about connecting to another person I think it's really important you know and, and you know you, you really nailed it when you were talking about you know checking up on, on somebody and being open and, and finding I think something that's really important is finding the right way to talk to that person because for me just personally if somebody walks up to me you know that I'm not super close with and is like hey man is everything okay with you? I might just give you a, yeah, no, I'm I'm cool, I'm cool. Right. And like, you should even know, if somebody answers that list, no, no, I'm I'm good, I'm good. You're, you're you're saying that again, because you're not trying to tell them you're okay, you're trying to tell yourself that you're okay in that moment, in that moment, and you're trying to kind of hide some things, but if somebody that, that I feel comfortable with, they know, my friends know, they can come up to me, and they can be like, Dude, you good? That's it. Right. That's not even a correct like, <laughs> you know, sentence. Right. <laughs> but that's all it takes. Is dude, you good? Yeah. And then I could be like, this is what's going on. I'm having an issue with this. And uh, you know, not to, you know, dive into this completely, but um I just uh just yesterday You know, I got into the topic of conversation with with my friends about my past situation and, you know, how it affected me and and all this other stuff, and you know, growing up and how difficult it could have been um, and how difficult it kind of was. But my one friend had said, well, Chris deals with things so much better uh, than anybody I've met. Right? like he's able to deal with things, but then we got into a conversation, and this is, is and I just shout out to my friends again, because like you guys, you guys rock beyond anything <laughs> ever, I mean, they're so awesome, they're a group of dudes that you might, like you wouldn't even, like you put these people in a room, and it's like, how do you guys make sense together i one friends wearing a trump bracelet you know i have my other buddy that's a you know super like liberal and has his views and we all have different opinions and it's things that you think you don't put those people together because that's going to be an argument waiting to happen but you actually put those people together they have their opinions but they definitely lead with their heart because they care about people as a whole and I think that's something that we kind of confuse a little bit. And I just, just shout out to them because we were able to open up the conversations deeper. And that's why I'm able to have this conversation and talk to you about it and talk to everybody about it and not be afraid. Because then we just dive into it. And we started, we were talking about, you know, like how you can handle stuff and, and you know, like what, what I was going through and how they were there for me. And we, we were able to talk about it. So, I mean. It's everything that we're talking about, checking up on, on your friends and understanding. I don't know what happened, but I think they've just been doing it this whole time by accident that they really get it, and it feels like to be able to hear how I'm talking about this right now, I, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want this, Right. because this feels amazing. Yeah. It's so great, and that's where it's I just I want people to get to that point. Where I had said my sad story is not a sad story it's just sad things happened in it right it's my story it's what's built me up to this person right now to be able to talk with this energy and this happiness about something that was so tragic
0: yeah for sure and I think with the the friend dynamic it, I'm pretty lucky I've got a similar friend group where like if we all hang out we can all hang out and have a great time and everything but same thing like if you were to walk in the room it's like what well, how why why are you all together like what <laughs> what's going on here and i think it's to go to your point you know like yeah we all have you know different views on things and we can have those arguments if you will but at the end of the day we respect each other and we care about each other and it, there's never any bad feelings like cool we disagree high five we're good you know yeah. things are okay you can have a different view
1: Yeah, absolutely, Uh, and and like, but being able to talk through it, I think, is important. And understanding somebody else's perspective uh, is different. But you know, as far as the, the the mental health aspect of it, it's like just just kind of understand where to go in that when you're in that position. Because my friends have, I guess, they were almost forced into this position because it was like, well, what the hell do we do about Chris? Because You know, he's kind of freaking out a little bit Um, and, you know, he doesn't know where he's going and, you know, I mean, just all of these moments where, you know, you're a young kid and you're like, I just want to smoke weed and hang out and like listen to music that I didn't know was out there yet. Right. But like, you know, you get put in these positions and and it's awesome that they went to the lengths to be like, all right, well, let's figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think to your point earlier about, like, knowing how to approach those people and and whatnot is some people it's going to be that. Like, let's just hang out, listen to music, we'll talk, you know, whatever. Some are going to be, you know, let's go play video games, let's go play basketball. Like, figure out what that common ground is where you both can be enjoying the time that you're, you know, enjoy the moment that you're in. But also be able to talk and, and feel relaxed is, I think, one of the keys to it. because Obviously, if you're in a stressful situation, talking about another stressful topic, it's not probably going to proceed the way you want it to. But if you guys are, you know, shooting hoops and talking about stuff, working through your problems, and you come away from it at the end of that going, man, I feel a lot better. Like, thanks for that. That's important, probably more so than just, sitting in a car talking, unless that's the way that you connect, you know? So I I think you're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: Everyone's got a different process. And I think it's, it's so important to know that. And that goes back to the asking the right questions and knowing how to ask the right questions. And if you don't know how to ask the right questions, where do you go to find that out? Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, again, it's like, you can try some things, some things might not work, and that's okay, because you might have to find out what doesn't work in order to find out what does.
0: Right.
1: You know, With so many things, and and, I mean, let me tell you, my friends aren't like, you know, superhero psychologists (laughs) that came out of nowhere that are just like, oh, we got this, we've been studying this for years. No, they were 14, 15-year-old kids that were just like, hey, I'm hanging out with you. One conversation leads to another. It's just being able to like, if you know how to You know, push your way through those conversations, and then once you get to a spot, you can't be afraid to be there. It's like, okay, I'm either going to go forward with this and really see what's up, or I can back out right now, and this person's going to be on his own.
0: Right.
1: And I don't think anybody out there, and I hope not, (laughs) would yeah, would be like, yeah, I'm just going to leave this person on their own, especially knowingly, because we do that by accident a lot on a daily basis. We do that by accident. I can't sit here and say I haven't done that recently because I don't know. Right. What I do know is I try to be open and aware. I, one of my co-workers, we, we sat outside in the cold for an extra 25 minutes talking through things. He had said to me he didn't watch the music video because it touches too close to home for him. And I said, then you know what? Then don't right now. Right. If you If you're telling me you're okay, then please do not watch that music video. I want you to stay happy. I want you to feel okay in the situation that you're in and we had such a good conversation and I was a little cold and was like we're both hungry we (laughs) want to leave yeah but sometimes you just don't sometimes you take yourself out of the situation and you put your them right in front of you and then you try to ask those right questions
0: yeah so last thing we'll touch on um is the importance of words I sent you that that Facebook post of mine from a while back um Mm -hmm. so like I think this ties into kind of that same thing, being aware in that moment and just listening for the right words. So like for me personally, throughout my life, I've used different words to describe how I deal with my depression or how, you know, how I'm coping with it at that time. So like in, in this Facebook post that I had, um, and I may put it in the, uh, on the website, you know, in the article with this, um, uh, podcast, but you know, I, I used to say, I suffer from, I suffer from depression. And that was at a point in my life where I felt like depression really had the upper hand on me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I suffer from it because it's, I knew that it was holding me back from being happy and doing things. Um, you know, it, it's that feeling that you're in that fight, but you're losing that fight. And I didn't think necessarily at that time that I was suicidal necessarily or anything i just knew that i wasn't where i wanted to be um i live with was another one that i used where like it's almost a indifference for me like yeah i've got depression but i'm okay i'm doing all right you know like maybe i felt like i was in a little better control over the situation or whatever and then um i I tend to use that one i think a little more now where, like, I live with depression. There are days that it may get the better of me. You know, like, I may go from a, a 9 or a 10 after a couple of days down to a, a 4 or something. But <clears throat> honestly, right now especially, and through our conversations, and this isn't just to, to stroke your ego or anything, honestly, through our conversations and everything, I I do feel like I'm in more control. I feel like I can be happier about life because... I've been through it. Like you were saying, you know, yeah, my story is kind of sad, but I'm still here to tell it. And it's yeah. something I've done, you know?
1: Yeah. But I mean, I don't think you're stroking any egos. I think, honestly, I think you just bringing up a great point of to help the person that's in that situation that it's like, well, this is, this is an outcome from that. There are many different ones and it's easier to see the darker ones because when you're sad, you think you're going to stay sad. But it's that's completely not not true and right. i think you're a shining example of that not true yeah and and, then, and it goes into the the i you know the i suffer from and i live with
0: yeah for sure and then um the last one that i put in that post is just i have you know i have depression and that one i used a lot when it was i was just indifferent um You know, I I don't know your whole story and and things like that, but like for me, one of the ways that my depression really manifested was just kind of a mundane feeling every day. Just, okay, I'm here, you know, like felt like I was just floating by, you know what I mean? And Uh during those times it was, well, I have depression and it was almost a, almost a, a cop out, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't taking any action to fix it, but I wasn't necessarily succumbing to it. But I think those words are important because when you're talking to your friends, whether it's those checkup messages or whatever, and you hear, well, I'm suffering with depression. Okay, well, let you know, do you want to talk about that? Like, what can we do? Let's, let's figure something out. Or I live with depression or whatever. And this, this may be, I guess (laughs) you and I are probably the, the odd pair with this that we're probably a little more open with our past and our stories and whatnot than some, but like if you're just meeting somebody and somehow that got brought up and they're like, oh yeah, I live with depression. Okay, cool, you know, like I do too or whatever. So, you know, being aware and listening to the words and truly hearing what the meaning behind those words are, I think is super important because that's gonna help. Like we talked about earlier with the red flags, like Chris said, you know, today that, that he's suffering with depression, like maybe I need to reach out or maybe I need to talk to somebody and see, you know, how he's been around them. Is it just a bad day or, you know, is it something that's been going on a while?
1: Well, I mean, the, the key word is suffer. Right. I mean, if you, if you hear that somebody's suffering and I mean, I, I would hope that people have a larger empathetic compass to know, that it's like well okay how do I make sure that that you don't suffer from anything because and and this is where it's like you know and I I just want to say um you know I not that I'm not sharing my story um of exactly what I went through because I know that we've had multiple conversations and and you sound like way more of the open book because I'm way more vague about it um the only reason that I don't dive into my story as of right now is because there are other people that are involved.
0: Right. And
1: I, I, I don't want to put them in a position um, to share something that's private, right, for those particular people. But, um, you know, at some point, I could say, um, I, I, I definitely I don't see and that's the things like I didn't know. Back right. then, back then, I didn't know, because it was like, I tried so hard not to suffer from anything. Um, And that I think, you know, I wasn't using the correct words, um, and it's like, what do you do for the person that doesn't want to acknowledge that they have anything at all? I think once you see somebody that's going through something, and they even just say, oh, I'm fine... Is another way to be like, okay, well, let's 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 see what's up because right now I can tell that you're not fine, and you actually might be the one that is currently suffering, and that's where it's like, cool, let's just have this conversation because the minute that somebody says I'm suffering from, uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not walking away. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh, cool, see
0: ya. Yeah. Awesome. Like, Bye. Like, and the the yeah, way that that's I not... the way that I kind of uh, you know brought that up with with a couple of my friends, is like, it's uncomfortable, like we've said, but if someone said, I'm suffering from depression, that's where some people are going to be like, "Uh, you know, I don't like that topic, I'm out. Oh, absolutely. If, if somebody came up to you and was like, I'm suffering from a gunshot, you're not walking away from that, right? Like...
1: Oh my God, you imme- like, so immediately, thank you for bringing up that as a solid point, my friend. <laughs> immediately, you will run to that person and you will make the phone call that you need.
0: Right. And I think that's, we t- kind of touched on in the last one, that's one of the big differences. Mental health, because there are so few outward physical, like, symptoms or, or triggers, we just brush it off as maybe it's not really a big deal or whatever. And it's like, it Why? Why is it not as big of a deal as being shot or whatever?
1: I know. And and you know what it is? It's, uh, I mean, it's that level to connect and it's like, well, I'm currently feeling the way that I feel and I can't see into your mind. I can see when you're bleeding and I know that if I would be bleeding, what I would want to do. Right. (laughs) So it's like, if I'm going to get shot, I'm hoping someone's going to come to my rescue and my aid. Right. Mm. But you know, if you don't understand that point of view, or and, and I think that honestly, it and, and it kind of sucks, it's a lot of times you see the broken trying to help the broken because they're the ones that know. And it's, it's just we need to find a way to have the conversation a little bit better so that people that never felt that before can at least see when somebody feels like they've been internally shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I forget who the quote's from. I, I want to say that it, Robin Williams gets credited with it a lot, but basically the, the quote says something along the lines of just what you did. Like, broken people try to help other people because they don't want anyone to feel the way that they felt. And I think that's yeah. huge is that, you know, we shouldn't, regardless of, of what your background is, we shouldn't want anyone to suffer, whether it's, depression a gunshot whatever like we're all humans man like if i wouldn't want to go through it why do i want somebody else to go through that and yeah if, if i have the Absolutely. power to help that why would i not
1: yeah i mean and i feel like you know with those those f- phrases you know i people when they say those things you know i suffer from it's it's a way of them being like hey look can you, like, there's no visible wound, but I'm literally suffering right now, just like you would suffer from anything else, like, I'm going to need some support and some help.
0: Yeah, and I've, I think, like, for me, looking back, you know, hindsight being 2020, it, maybe I wasn't as comfortable in my depression at the time or whatever, and that was my way of asking for help. I didn't have to actually ha- say, hey, Chris, I need you to hang out with me, man, I'm I'm down or whatever, like... How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm suffering from depression, but, you know, this is what's going on. And, like, it was just enough, hopefully, you know, in my case it was, enough of a trigger for my friends to be like, okay, cool. Well, you want to come over? Like, come on, man, we're going to go watch a movie, whatever. Like, they took that without prying, as we've said. You know, they didn't have to dig. They just they heard that word and they knew, okay, it's time that I need to spend with Josh. Like, that I suffer from is a trigger of hey, I'm not at my best, I need something. And it's it's no different than, you know, gunshots obviously the extreme version of it, but anytime anybody gets sick, oh, I'm suffering from the flu, or I'm suffering from the cold, like, okay, do you need medicine? Like, what do you, you want some soup? Like, what am I gonna do? How can I help you? And that's the importance I, is reaching Yeah,
1: I, I think you just touched on something that um, I think we can offer and we can always offer Anybody that's experiencing anything that they might feel depressed about, or they might feel down about, um, and really for anybody that is listening that really wants to just take a step forward, um, you know, do the research. But you said I need to spend some time with Josh. They they heard you, and they didn't go. All right, let me get into some existential conversation about psychology. That's not the answer. It's time
0: right
1: and that's so like if there is a if there is a band-aid version of you know healing for mental health when you're not a professional you offer what the professional can do Because the professional is going to be able to you know offer that treatment on another level but what we can do right now is we can offer you our time we Absolutely. can offer you our time and attention and i think that alone whenever we hear somebody suffering from and even if i hear somebody say i have just like yeah. you know oh i i have depression that i live with or like, or, or not even i have i live with any of it any of those phrases i think honestly if we just take the time and you know the attention that's That's so important to being able to take a step forward in offering somewhat of a solution because the one thing I want to do, and I really, really want to make a point of, is we're going to have, you know, these conversations. It's not about to just sit there and point out details. It's what are we going to do about it? And if there's something that I can offer advice or opinion to anybody right now is please do the research, but more importantly, open yourself up and give somebody else your time and your attention because that right there is going to mean so much to somebody else. And it's, they're going to feel, they're going to feel less alone because a lot of the times that people take these actions, it's nobody in the world feels how I feel right now. No one, exactly, not one person. I am so alone right now. I'm going to do this thing. And, you know, not to stray from the topic completely, but one of my friends was, was trying to make a connection between, um, You know, certain different cultures and communities, um, you know, from a just kind of like, oh, well, white people kill themselves versus if you're in a black community, um, you know, "They, they don't they don't do that. And it's like, well, I mean, you can't look at, you know, somebody's actions versus white versus black versus suicide and depression versus anything else cuz his point was well they, they commit violence and, and there's gangs and things and I was like you can't just blanket things like that. You can't just throw a blanket over any of this. Right. The only thing we can do right now is instead of just going ahead and and you know putting our own stamp and our own definition on it and calling it a day, it's just just give just give people time and attention and you'll see the change. And then do the research.
0: Yeah. And I I think this will be one of the last stories we tell here. I actually just saw an article the other day um, that I thought was really interesting, and I forget where the woman was from. I want to say it was either New York or New Jersey. But this woman um, ended up pulling her, I believe he was a junior or senior in high school, pulled her son out of of school for like a little over a month. And like the principal's like, well, if you do that, you know, he's going to fail, blah, blah, blah. And she said to the principal, my son is not okay He told me he has depression or whatever that he's too stressed this is what's best for my child this is what I'm doing he went back aced the rest of his his um semester or whatever it was like comes back gets better grades than he was getting and all that because the mom took time to focus on him and okay what do you need like school's too stressful right now let's okay obviously not everybody's getting out of school by saying that don't don't take it that way but you know like she she understood you know she sat down she listened to what her son had to say and worked out a plan to to help it and i think that's the importance is it may be an unconventional thing it may be something weird like i never in my life would have thought my parents would have pulled me out of school if i would have said something like that like my dad probably would have told me tough shit that's part of being a, a human and you know like go to school it's fine but for her, you know, she knew exactly what was going to work and did it. And I think that's the importance within our friend groups and stuff like that is find out what works for that person
1: and exactly.
0: follow through with what's going to work.
1: Exactly. And it's for that person, because I think what people hear is that's a great story. And i and I'm, what unfortunately, that story does is not going to want to be told by everybody. Right. Um, it's just oh, really? It was a happy ending. Oh, that was boring. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's it's just a mindset we're in. But another thing that people can do is exactly what you just said with what your dad might have done. Um, and I've heard it even you know recently where it's like we need more tough love. We need more tough love. And it's like, okay, and look, you're not wrong. We need more tough love when it's necessary right. to that particular person in a particular situation. We just have to know how to handle each other. Yeah. For me, my therapist, which I, I you know, I quote this, and, and this is nothing against him. He did everything right. He knew exactly who I was. Right. So I don't want people to be like, well, what's going on with that guy? But he kind of looked at me and was like, stop being such a jerk, dude. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. Will you just cut it out? Just do what you're supposed to do. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought therapists were supposed to like have a pen and a pad and, and they were like, Oh, we're gonna just write about how you feel for the day. But it's like, no, he saw me. He saw exactly what kind of kid I was. And then he was like, All right, I know how to get I know exactly how to get through to this guy. Right. And I think that's it. It's like, you know, we can use that tough love when it matters, but we need to use the opposite in the same regard because there is no situation that has one underlying solution. And that's how we handle things. I think it's like, cool. If somebody tells you we need tough love, you can, you can absolutely say, dude, 100% when it's necessary, when it means that we need to use it. And when we see fit, then that's okay. You know, and it could be in something small. My kid wants to complete, do you want to use the iPad for 12 hours today? No, I'm taking it away. Tough love. Right. But in a situation where someone's like, I'm suffering from depression, I need to get out of this situation or I'm going to explode. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like, okay, you have my time. And now what I'm going to use is time.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, it's going to be things like that. Uh, before we completely wrap up, yep. uh, I, I, I do uh, I do want to make a point. Uh, I know we, we said we were going to talk about this, but it is the holiday season. Correct. Um, and... Uh, I just I want people to, to listen to that one last bit and if you're going to gift anybody anything this season is give them your time and attention I mean I think that you know this is a, a moment and like we had talked about seasonal depression earlier on um, there it's it's actually seasonal affective disorder it's a real thing yeah and there's it it's okay. the, the symptoms, you can read them. Everything is, it's been, it's been studied. There's been research behind it. I didn't believe it because it's easy to be like, well, I can't see that. That's make believe magic. That doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, you're sad because it's, you know, January. Like, no, that's not it. It's the sun goes down earlier. Our sleep gets thrown off, you know? And if you're already that type of person, you're allowed to be different than somebody else. That's the whole point about being a person. Be excited that you're different than somebody else. But in some aspect, you're going to be affected by things differently. And in this case, with people during the holidays, we might not have the resources that we once had. Somebody is spending a holiday this year without the person that they normally spend the holiday with. Or somebody's spending the holiday with the people they normally spend the holiday with, but they don't feel right right now. So it's going to feel extra for them. It's going to be harder for them to try to smile because they don't feel like smiling. So we just need to be more aware and we need to be more open. That whole thing where it's like I didn't believe in seasonal depression, that kind of mindset, what that does is that hurts somebody more. That's like taking that wound and I'm actually digging deeper into it. Right. I need to be able to be more open and so do we. And then that's it. I'm not asking anybody to go ahead and start to change, you know, okay, change your political viewpoint, change your religion, change your address. None of that yeah. stuff. It's literally just change your mindset to just being open a little bit more, to being available. Open and available. Time, and that's it. Yeah. And, and I'm, go ahead. I want you definitely to add on to that. Yeah, this. I was going to say, I,
0: I think the big thing, especially with this particular holiday, you know, Christmas. Um, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate in the month of December, it's such a gift holiday, and it's been so damn commercialized (laughs) that that just adds to to parents' stress and and whatnot too, where you may not be able to get your kids as much stuff as what their friend gets, which then makes your kid ask questions, and then you feel bad. Like, there's so much that can compound it that's not even just if you had a loss in the family. Which obviously I've, you know, I've been through, so I understand that side of it. And it does suck and it makes it harder. But, you know, put yourself in like a single mom's shoes and, you know, she's scrapping together for everything she can get. And then her kids go to school and see some kid with new Jordans and he's like, well, why didn't I get new Jordans? You know, that, that is going to kick that, that parent down just as much um maybe not just as much but you know what i mean like it's going to bring them down a few pegs where maybe they thought you know i did really good with what i had you know and then their kid questions that there's no worse feeling i'm sure for a parent i'm not a parent so i don't know it exactly but you know then then having your kid question why somebody else got something better than them or you know because in a kid's mind that because they aren't fully developed, that's going to translate to, well, why do, you know, Timmy's parents love him more? They He got new Jordans and he got this. And it's like, well, Timmy's parents are neuroscientists, you know, like, yeah. they, they can afford all that stuff. We're in a different bracket, you know. So, it, you know, it goes back to what we've, kind of our underlying message for both of our podcasts that we've done. Be kind to each other, damn it. Like... Yeah, everybody, that's really it. Everybody is going through something, whether you see it or not. Be kind to each other. Reach out. Spend time with each other. And you never know. Like It could be something as stupid as, and I say stupid, but as stupid as when you go through McDonald's drive-thru tomorrow, pay for the person behind you. You know, you. You don't know how much that may affect their day. That may be the world to them that, well, that person paid for me. And you're going to get that chain where... All right, let's start paying it forward. I think as a yeah. culture, we've gotten so used to, well, why would I do that? It doesn't, it doesn't help me. I don't get anything out of that. You shouldn't be doing it for the reward. Do it for the human. <laughs> Just be kind.
1: And you know what? And I'll even say, if you're not familiar with that aspect of, you know, that sudden surprise for somebody else, then if you want to wear a selfish badge of, hey, I did something for somebody today because you want to feel good, do that. And right. then do that long enough to where that starts to fade away and now you just, that's part of your DNA and your makeup. It's like, you know, you're just there, you're, you're holding the door for somebody now when you never thought to do that before. It could be something as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, you, we, there's, too, there's too many of us out there to not do, to, to not do these things.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, I I mean, the the holiday season, it's such a hard time for some people when I can say right now, I love this season. I love, for me, I celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas. It is time with my family and my friends, but you just got a piece of what we do, of what I do when I spend time with my friends and how we talk. And that's part of it. And you might experience something different if you start opening up just a little bit more and you could change somebody's holiday. Yeah.
0: And, you know, realistically, like Starbucks is still all the trend for the last 15 years or whatever. Buy somebody's coffee. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's what? Seven bucks, eight bucks. You're you're not putting yourself out and it's going to make them go, wow, that was really, you know, really nice, really generous. I'm going to do that. And
1: on, yeah, on top of that, it's not like we're asking you to even cure the sick. Right. Sometimes <laughs> the people that need the curing are the ones that aren't sick at all. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, that's an option? Somebody, I'm financially stable. Why did somebody just buy my drink? And it's like because people are out there to do that for you, and then you might feel inspired to do that for somebody else Till we create that whole snowball effect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I had an instance, I think it was last year, right around this time, where I went to um, – burger king here locally and they had started that like somebody had paid it forward at like 11 a.m it was almost probably i don't know at 12 o'clock when i went through and it was still going that people were paying technically for the person behind them because it would they just kept rolling with this pay it forward type of deal and i just thought that was super cool that like we're talking two hours worth of a day where everybody was like you know what yeah I'll get the guy behind me that's you know so what it was a little more than what I would have spent it's the the act it's the kindness
1: yeah yeah so i mean that that's kind of it you know it's, it's the kindness time attention awareness it, it it's kind of it's kind of funny cuz you can lump that into one giant thing it's like well you're asking a lot of me <laughs> right. but it's like what? no no really all of this stuff we're not asking a lot of you we're actually the the most thing that we can ask for somebody is make sure that somebody else doesn't doesn't do something you're gonna, you're gonna regret that they that they did and that yeah. they're gonna regret yeah. and uh, and I'll leave I want to leave with this one fact just to put perspective into somebody's mind is I read somewhere and you know this was was written about um, I don't remember the source so if somebody wants to fact check please, 100%, go ahead. Nine out of ten people that have uh, tried to kill themselves but were not successful, nine out of ten failed suicide attempts, nine out of ten people, they don't try again. They don't try again. And something that my girlfriend said that stuck out to me more than anything was They don't wanna die. These people don't wanna die. They just wanna be heard. So can we please just make that, uh, for whatever holiday that anyone spends, just put that into your gifting, little stocking basket or whatever, is hear the person, be there for the person, spend the time, be more aware, be kind.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a a perfect point for us to kind of leave off on is, you know, it, it literally costs nothing to be kind to somebody. It costs you nothing but maybe a few minutes of your day. And ultimately, if I can spend, I don't even care how long, but, you know, let's say it's an hour with a friend or even some random person that somehow connects with me. If an hour of my time is going to change their life in the better, then I'm going to do it every Absolutely. single time. Absolutely. So I appreciate your time, man. I, we definitely went a little longer <laughs> than we both planned, but I think this was super good. Um, you know, hopefully this will help um, just keep that conversation that you and I are trying to, to run, um, you know, keep that at the forefront of people's minds and, you know, make them hopefully uh, open their eyes. Like we talked the last time, open their eyes, give them a new perspective and allow them to change that perception of themselves or the person and just spend time with someone and take those steps to help.
1: Yeah. And, and, and thank, thank you, dude. I mean, the work that you're doing to be able to have that platform and to allow me to, to talk about this. I, I mean, I just, I truly, truly appreciate it. Like so far, the, my my opinions and, and the, the way that I feel, I've been able to express it uh, in more in more detail through you. So I really really appreciate that.
0: Awesome man, I appreciate it. I'm I was thinking about putting this up on Christmas, but I think I'm going to post it a few days early just so that we can get people having those conversations. You know, hopefully a family or a friend get-togethers and whatnot. You know, open some eyes before they get there. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because you
1: know, I mean, all the parties are happening now. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you dude I really, really appreciate
0: it I do too man, I appreciate it, we'll be in touch for sure
1: Oh definitely, I'll definitely talk to you again and um, uh, you know, not that I'm I mean, you could cut this at, at any point <laughs> this is totally up to you um, but I'll be in contact with you again because I've landed a date on the album release Oh awesome, yeah, uh, we'll so, definitely talk yeah. about that So, so you'll, you'll, be, you'll be hearing more from me
0: Awesome Definitely, man. And that was the conversation with Deletto. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you listened to the whole episode. I know it was long, but I think it was really good. Um, he's a super good dude. Would love for you guys to go check out his stuff. He's probably going to be a little bit mad that I actually uh, used this episode at all to promote him because that wasn't what we talked about before. But, um, you know, go check him out. I'm going to have him tagged and everything below. Um, we're also going to have some outreach, uh, resources and things like that. So we're going to put links to, um, hope for the day to write love on our arms, heart support, the national suicide hotline. Um, you know, we want you guys to be able to have access to the information as well as access to places that you can reach out or have someone reach out. Um, you know, we believe very strongly in that, not everybody's going to have all the right answers. There's always somebody smarter than you. That's what I said in the episode. And hopefully these are some options to either learn more about it or to give someone so that they can figure out, you know, the best way for them to reach out and the best place for them to reach out. I really appreciate you guys' support through this. Um we are, you know, only seven episodes deep. It's been a, roughly two months now. You guys seem to, to really be enjoying it. Um, as always, the same thing I tell you every time. Like, share, subscribe, give us a rate, leave a comment, all that sort of stuff. This one in particular, I would love to see a bunch of shares on, um, just because this is a message that I think we need to get out to as many people as possible. So, um, happy holidays, guys. We'll be back uh, next week to bring you another episode. And, um, you know, hopefully everybody has a great holiday. Um, I would say hope you get everything that you wish for. But some people wish for some really ridiculous stuff. You don't need a unicorn or a pony, I promise. Uh, Take care of each other, guys. And remember, you make the scene.